welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. I've invited a friend to the table to share their story. Come and join us. Welcome to the table. I'm really excited about today's guest. My guest today is Mackenzie Van Loo. And Mackenzie and I go to church together. My husband serves on the high school with the high school ministry and was serving when Mackenzie was there. So that was, I think, how I first knew who she was. I also know her parents because we all go to church together. But I've watched and seen how health and wellness and exercise and just taking taking care of yourself has mattered to her. And she has a new venture that I'm really excited to share with you and to hear more of the backstory. And it was very cool. I was watching her launch this this new thing that she's doing that we'll talk about and thought, God, I should really talk to her. And then someone said to her, you should really talk to Angie. And so then we talked and we said, we should really talk. <laughs> and so we sat down um, and talked. And then I invited her to come on the podcast. So welcome, Mackenzie. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. <laughs> So fun. Uh, so you are launching this new venture, and you. when did you graduate from Bethel? Um, about a year ago, May okay. 2018. Okay, nice. So yeah, recent college graduate, and um, is there anything else you'd like to say to introduce yourself? Um, I'm currently working toward becoming a health coach. I'm working toward the first tier of certification, if that's a good way to put it. There's a few different levels you can go. So I'm on my first step right now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Being a health coach is part of your story and part of what you're doing. So, so what is it? What is it that you just launched? I just launched a blog called Tent and Temple. Um, I launched it April 1st. I bought the domain name January 1st. I need to have days for doesn't have goals right right mm-hmm. and um, to celebrate when those when they when the anniversaries come oh too. yeah definitely mm-hmm. so you just launched tent and temple so what is it what is your blog about it's a health and wellness blog but the focus is really on spirituality and how those topics intersect it's not um i think in our culture we don't see how all three of those fit together really well we usually only see like one aspect. This is a fitness blog. This is Mm -hmm. a wellness blog. This is a spirituality blog. My blog is about how they all fit together and why it's really important that we fit them all together. Okay. And then why the name? Where where did the name come from? The name... So I've had blogs before and Mm -hmm. it usually takes me weeks to think of a perfect name, but this one just came to me and I think it was given to me by God because... There's just no way that I thought of the name just right on the spot. And in the times that I was preparing to launch the blog, I remember praying praying about like getting clarity on what this blog is about and how I'm going to communicate that. And what God told me was, you need to look at the name I gave you. Mm. Look in the Bible and figure out what tent and temple means, and then you'll figure out what the meaning is. So I looked up the verses that I could find about tents and temples. The verse about tents that I found is from 2 Corinthians 5, 4. While we live in this earthly tent, 
we groan with a feeling of oppression. It is not that we want to get rid of our earthly body, but that we want to have the heavenly one put on over us so that what is mortal will be transformed by life. Mm-hmm. So that's the tenth side. The temple side is from 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and who is given to you by God? You do not belong to yourselves but to God. He bought you for a price, so use your bodies for God's glory. And when I really pondered these verses and what they meant, it just clicked for me what this blog meant Mm -hmm. because it's basically when you put them together, it's showing that like right now we're living in a tension of our bodies being very not permanent. Mm -hmm. They, everyone knows their body isn't perfect and we deal with that every day. Like we get sick, we get injured, we don't like something about our bodies, Mm -hmm. they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're living on this earth with a body that is a temple which is the permanent part of our bodies. We host the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. And also, just to put out there, usually when we hear that our bodies are temples, it kind of brings about shameful feelings, just Mm -hmm. because when you hear your body's a temple, it's usually in response to like something bad that we did. Something because of something you're ingesting or something you're eating or not exercising yes. well. Like, oh, well, you should. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't eat those cookies because your body's a temple. Or mm-hmm. we hear about it to inflict shame about sexuality, or you know, like you only mm-hmm. hear it in like a shameful way. And I'm not meaning for this to be a shameful. I'm not meaning for this to sound shameful at all because I honestly want to focus on how cool it is that our bodies are a temple Mm -hmm. and how cool it is that the Holy Spirit is in our bodies and how we can celebrate that. That's what I'm focusing on. (laughs) Yeah, and when you and I had talked, you had talked about how doing this blog came out of you were looking for information about your body and about health and wellness from a perspective that, that you couldn't find. And yes. you had talked a little bit about that it's that it's the bringing the three together. So will you talk a little bit about kind of when you were looking and then the decision to do it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Last summer, I knew that I wanted to have a career focused on health, wellness, spirituality, promoting that and learning about it. And I kept looking for someone that was doing what I wanted to do. And really, I couldn't find anybody (laughs) like I could find someone who was doing a really great job at having a fitness blog or a really good job at having a spirituality blog or something like that or even a great job being a health coach which is something that I want to be but I couldn't find anyone who was asking the questions that I was asking like why does it matter to have a healthy body or Mm -hmm. And, like, the spirituality blogs won't include something about, like, Jesus cares about our bodies and cares about us. And it it just, I couldn't find any connection in between all of the resources I was finding. So Mm -hmm. I just thought to myself, why don't I just be that person and connect all (laughs) of them? There's a gap here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can fill it. Well, and your background, too. So speaking to it being a blog and a writing being propelled by writing what talk a little bit about your background with writing 
I've been writing in a journal since I was six. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to write a book or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you studied journalism? I studied journalism in college, and it's always been something that's been a part of my life. So it, realizing that I can use writing to make a difference in mm-hmm. this field is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the bringing together of a whole bunch of things, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean your love of Jesus, your love of, you know, taking care of mind, soul, and body, and and taking care of body, and this writing piece. So it sounds like all these things are kind of coming together in this. Mm-hmm. So then you launched, you said you launched in January, or you launched in April, you bought the domain in January. So what is it that you, what is it that you're hoping to accomplish? Because one thing that you said when we were, when we talked before that struck you is, some of the sites that you did go to that talked about either health or exercise or wellness, that there was always some kind of sale attached yes, to it. Yep. And it kind of, not that it's bad to have a sale involved with your business. I think that that's definitely okay. Because mm-hmm. that's a business usually. Yeah, it's a business. <laughs> but what I was finding was the sale was kind of cheapening the message and making it mm. seem less authentic and it seemed like the focus was on selling a product instead of helping someone become well so that was also something that I noticed and want I I really want to have whether or not I sell anything on Tent and Temple in the future I want the focus to be on the readers first Mm -hmm. and being authentic and making sure that my message isn't cheapened by what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What so as you were talking I was just thinking why health and wellness? Why why do you want to do this? Like what is it what has it been about your experience that has brought you to this point? Like what's part what's your story that brought you here? I guess the where it all started was when I was 8 years old and it was back when we still developed photos Mm. and (laughs) it was the very end of the summer and my mom gave me a package of newly developed photos from the summer and I was super excited. I opened it up and looked through them and I still remember I was sitting on my bed by my window and I found this picture in the stack of, um, it was taken at a kiddie parade that my neighborhood does every August and all the kids dress up, and I dressed up like a princess, and I was super excited. I had to walk around the park. And when I looked at the picture of me in the princess costume, I thought to myself, I look so fat and ugly. And, oh, and you were eight. I was eight years old. I had experienced eight short years on this earth, and that is what I thought about myself. And the next, like, from throughout the rest of elementary school and middle school, my focus was on how much body fat I had, and it's not like there was really much that I knew to do to get rid of it. I was just very hyper-focused on it, as if that was what defined me in those years. Mm. Just believing the lie that the more body fat I had, the less worth I had. Mm. So then, when I was 14, when I was in 8th grade, I decided to join track. Out of healthy and unhealthy motivations, there were both, definitely. And once I got into 
running and learning how to exercise, like my whole life changed. And I felt better about myself and I felt healthy and I was making healthier choices and what I was eating and just the habits that I developed. So I was feeling really great. In high school, I just kept on developing those healthy habits until when I left for college. That's when you get really concerned about like gaining 15 pounds, mm-hmm. you know. You freshman got, 15. Yeah, the freshman 15. I got super anxious that I was going to lose the body that I'd worked really hard for. And what I realized was the lie that I was believing when I was eight years old that my worth was determined by what my body looked like, that was never resolved. Because Mm -hmm. even though I had a body that I was really happy with when I was 18 years old, it did not solve the problem that started 10 years earlier. Mm -hmm. So the rest of my college career was basically trying to deconstruct that lie and figure out what it meant to actually feel beautiful. I don't know, to feel like I'm worth something no matter what my body looks like. Mm-hmm. So what did that what did that journey look like or what was it that was helpful to to help you de- and I love the language you're using about deconstructing because I think we can we construct things or things are just kind of constructed or around us almost like like our culture constructs things in us that we have to then deconstruct yep. and then rebuild. So mm-hmm. I love that language that you're using. Uh so what what were the things that were contributing or helping you deconstruct and then reconstruct something that was not a lie? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> like were there books or people that you followed or um I'm I'm guessing since there's such a focus on relationship with God and what you're doing with Tent and Temple that that played a part in it. But were mm-hmm. there other things that were kind of helpful or were you kind of struggling to find things like you said and so that's why that was more of what it was I I remember being on a church retreat my freshman year of college and that's when it hit me Mm. the lie that I was believing and then I needed to get rid of it and then the next four years I just remember reaching out to as many sources as I could trying to find the answers that I was looking for. And that was kind of like my four years of deconstructing as I kind of had to like scratch around for mm-hmm. anything that would answer my questions. About, like take down this wall is the answer back here. Yeah, like what what is my body made for if it's not for looking good in a swimsuit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and why does it, the biggest thing that I was having a hard time having or finding a connection with was how why is it important for me to be well as a christian Mm. why is it important for me to take care of my body as a christian because i wasn't seeing that modeled super well Mm -hmm. in the christian not saying that the christian culture i grew up in is unhealthy but it's just not a focus right not a focus and then what you said too about the when we talked about the body being a temple that there was shame that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of times shame involved with that Yep. Tangled, webbed, woven yep. together. There's a lot of shame involved with how we talk about our bodies in a Christian culture and outside of a Christian culture, too. Mm-hmm. So after like all of my 
like four years of wrestling with this topic, I finally, finally found a book that seemed to help me put a cap on some of the questions that I had. Mm -hmm. And I found it at Goodwill, out of all the places. (laughs) It's called Praying with Body and Soul by Jane Nard or something like that. It talked about, from a spiritual, like, Christian perspective, how our bodies are friends. You hear a lot about, like, oh, your body's a friend, love your body, treat your body like a friend. What does that really mean? And the way she described it just made so much sense to me, is that our bodies and our souls are so connected, kind of like best friends, but they're also separate Mm -hmm. because they're not going to spend forever with each other. And if we see, if we communicate with our body kind of like we would a best friend by listening and respecting Mm -hmm. and really paying attention to what our bodies have to say, we're going to have so much better of a relationship with our body if we think about it in a way that we would in a close, intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. Also taking note of like how we can experience God in our bodies and how important that is because everything that we experience on earth will be done in our bodies. When you really think about that, that's huge. Because especially in a Christian context, we're all about mission, serving, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. giving, loving others. We cannot do any of that if our bodies aren't working well. And it's almost kind of like putting on your your oxygen mask first. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't do anything if we're not focusing on taking care of our bodies so that's where the spirituality piece pieces that comes in comes in yeah and i just want to mention one caveat just so that it's said that sometimes people's bodies don't work because of illness or they don't work because of injury or accidents or whatever we're not saying they can't fully participate yes, or yes. function <laughs> because their bodies aren't working well but for everybody to get their bodies to have a relationship with their bodies you can correct me if i'm wrong in what i'm hearing you say but getting a good relationship with our bodies where we're listening. I really like the way that you said that, that we're listening and we're respecting versus like I've thought about times where I'm just kind of ignoring mm-hmm. something instead of taking care of it. But everybody to the the ability that their body allows them to to take care of it too. So I just wanted to yes. put that one caveat because I knew, I knew that that was a caveat that you would have as well and I just wanted it mm-hmm. to be spoken. And that's one thing that I really appreciated about Jane's book, Praying with Body and Soul, is she really talked about what what it's like to have a body that is sick or injured or also people who have experienced um, sexual assault and rape, mm-hmm. how, that, how that can lead to disorientation between your body and soul and mm-hmm. what that experience is like. So I really appreciated how she had a very diverse take. Mm-hmm. And look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many. Okay, so part of my story is that my mom passed away from cancer. And by the time that she went went to the doctor for it, it was already stage four. And there were all kinds of, like, red flags. And she just wasn't taking care of herself. So I was 35 when she died. She was 40 when her mom died. Her mom was 40 when her mom died. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't want to die when mm-hmm. my boys are 35 or 40. You know, I want to be, I want to be around forever. Just kidding. <laughs> I, but I, I, you know, I want to be around longer for them and be able to have that relationship longer. And 
the stopping, ignoring what my body was saying and listening to it and, and taking better care of my body has been a journey within the last 10 years for me of, you know, I saw this example and I was a grown adult. So like, I don't mean to put it all on my mom. Like I'm a grown adult. I get to make a choice to say, okay, no, I want to do it differently. I want to, I want to listen. I want to exercise. I want to do better. And these 10 years have not all been perfect by any means, but I appreciate what you're saying about, yeah, that listening. I think that's, I think that's huge because I think sometimes we just ignore Mm -hmm. what our body's trying to tell us. Yeah. And also not just like what our bodies are telling us, but the Holy Spirit communicates to us through our bodies Mm. as in like our bodies are temples Mm -hmm. so turning on that listening aspect in our bodies is huge yeah Mm -hmm. i I could change everything Mm -hmm. so what is your hope what is your hope with tent and temple i mean what is it what's the goal like you were talking about having dates for setting goals Mm -hmm. you know what is a goal or something you hope to accomplish with it right now I just want to reach as many people as I can. And I also, I am working on building a large support system too because Mm -hmm. I know that I can't put out a post without people reading it Mm -hmm. (laughs) or praying over it. That's Mm -hmm. also very important. So what's the the series (laughs) that you're working on? The Mm -hmm. series that I'm working on is called The Lie Series. Each post that I aim to release once a week is focused on a lie that I've believed about Mm. my body because I know that lies that I've believed about my body are probably lies that other people have believed about their bodies. Just tackling one lie at a time Mm -hmm. and giving it a post-long length of time to work on deconstructing it and also helping anyone who reads it to have the tools to deconstruct that lie for themselves because I don't want to leave anyone hanging like Mm -hmm. I was left hanging Mm -hmm. a few years ago of not knowing what to do so far I have seven that I'm working on because I like the number seven Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and if I find more then I'll add more (laughs) if I find that I need to remove one then I will so when you talk about your you know wanting the when I asked about the purpose and what you wanted to do you talked about reaching people Mm -hmm. and is it to that end to to you know, the tools that you were talking about to not leave them hanging. You know, what is mm-hmm. the, I guess it's asking the question, why should somebody read your blog? What are they going to get by reading Tent and Temple? What I really want people to have is a deeper sense of meaning of people ponder the meaning of life all the time. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this is like a, why do I have permission to treat myself well and to take care of myself Mm. because that's not what I could find a few years ago Mm -hmm. and also I'm just not finding a lot of places that are proclaiming the truth about our bodies especially in a like a Christian context and I just think that's like kind of sad there I think that the lies that we're believing about our bodies are I mean they're all over the place and they're strong but Indestructive. Indestructive. But also what I know is that the truth that um, I found in the Bible and what Jesus has to say about our bodies, they're much stronger than the lies that are holding us down. And I just want people to be aware that 
the lies that they're believing that they're not true because mm-hmm. I think that we believe that we're that they're true or we know that they're not true but we just can't figure out a truth to replace the lie with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you were talk- talking about Jesus having a lot to say about our bodies, I was thinking about how he called us the body. Mm-hmm. He called the church the body and that body has to be healthy. I mean, so that's the That's the spiritual component. That's the brothers and sisters that make up the church, making sure that that body is healthy. Mm -hmm. And then our physical bodies being healthy too. Yeah. So important. This is so important to have these conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people shy away from it because, because of the shame that is surrounding it, because of the own insecurities that we have Mm -hmm. about our bodies. I mean, I'm 45 and a couple of weeks ago, I was in my closet, and I was like, oh, I hate everything in here. And then I was like, no, you don't. You hate what you're putting those clothes on. Like, mm-hmm. that that's what your problem is with. It's not with the clothes. It's with the body that you're putting the clothes on. And so I think it's a lifelong, I think it's a lifelong struggle, Mackenzie. So yeah. Yep, it's not <laughs> yeah. something you fix overnight. <laughs> no, not at all. So I think this is going to be something that is going to be relatable for all ages and for men and women. I mean, for as little as people talk about it, I think women talk about it more than men do. About- I, yes, I'd agree. But also what I'm learning is that women don't know how to talk about their bodies in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's not normal to say, wow, I love my body and I'm... Well, and if you do, then, you know, oh, you're so stuck up or you're such a snob. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know how to have that conversation. So Mm -hmm. for generally women to know how to talk positively about their bodies, first of all to themselves Mm -hmm. and then to other people to promote that positive talk. Mm -hmm. But then also I had way more men reach out to me than I thought after I launched my blog Mm -hmm. saying, this is awesome. Thanks for launching this. Like men of all ages. I've related to the content that I've released uh-huh. so far. Mm-hmm. So I at first was thinking, oh, this is going to be like a teen girl sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's way more than a teen girl sort of thing. Right. I've noticed like people of all ages have related to what I've put out so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit about too of a book I read called The Dream of You by Jo Saxton. Mm-hmm. And in it, she talked about having to come to like reconcile with her body and she stood in the mirror and she read Psalm 139 you know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and to start from her head and go all the way down to her toes and thank God for everything even the things that she that she didn't like and I you know I've talked to women that I've read that and yeah yep yeah this will be Mm far-reaching yep 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 (laughs) very relatable yeah is there anything about the blog that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we talk about? I think I just want to, one of my main goals in everything that I write is I do not want anything I put out there to make someone feel shameful. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to feel ashamed of something that they've done in the past or shameful about how they're treating their body, how their body looks. Like, I don't want shame to even be a part of my blog. So if anyone ever feels any shame by what I put out there, please let me know. Mm-hmm. I sincerely apologize. I don't want shame to be part of it at all. Yeah. I think sometimes shame is, the, you know, like you could 
do that until you're blue in the face. But I think sometimes what we bring to things, sometimes we bring our own shame. Mm-hmm. Like you'll put a blog post up and there's no shame there. But I'm going to bring my own shame to that conversation too. Mm-hmm. So people might bring their own shame, but it would be good for them to know like, don't bring the shame. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm... there's not, this is not a shame welcoming space for shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's welcoming for everybody. I want to mm-hmm. welcome literally anyone to my blog, but mm-hmm. shame doesn't have a place yeah, there. <laughs> no. That's good. That's a good word. So there are two questions that I ask all of my guests that I forgot to tell you about ahead of time. So if you need a minute, you can take a minute to think about them. The first one is because it's called Retreat House Podcast, how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a practice? What does that look like for you? If we're talking day to day, my retreat is going for a run, especially on nice days in May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to run. I have a, a lot of really nice parks in my neighborhood that help me feel like I'm getting away, even though I'm less than two miles away from mm-hmm. my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think just forgetting everything and running and doing something repetitive that I don't have to think much about and just being somewhere beautiful that's probably my daily retreat Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite place like where do you experience God is it out in nature running it's in nature backpacking trips that's a that's a retreat Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you have a favorite place to backpack the Superior Hiking Trail. Mm, North Shore, you're speaking my language. Yep. <laughs> I, I know it well. And then my second question is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, what would that be? Hmm. I really like doing things that are more of a kid's activity. I really like going to the park and swinging on the swings mm. or climbing trees mm. I like going for walks and finding bugs and I don't know I just (laughs) I like making snow forts I I can't grow up and I'm really not like apologizing about it you shouldn't you should not apologize um how are your little succulents doing didn't you plant a whole bunch of succulents a little while back yeah I'm in the process of propagating a succulent that I accidentally broke but there are a lot of baby succulents that have resulted in the breaking of my mama my, succulent. My mom succulent. So I I think I have like at least twelve mini succulents that are currently baby succulents and then a bunch on the way. Oh, <laughs> so that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best when you see especially when they're new, like if you plant a seed or something, when you first see the like the little leaf or the little stem poke out of the ground. Yeah. Out of the dirt. <laughs> that's the best. That's what's bringing me joy these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I, I said this when we met. I what you're doing matters and I think an important message that we need to hear, that we all need to hear. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining me at the table. Any links or anything that we talked about during the show can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed, please go leave a review so others can find us too. If you want to keep up with what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us at at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at at Angela Smith 
M-N. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast. Thank you.